<laughs> welcome everyone. Uh, massive welcome to you all. Uh, this is Craig and with the beautiful Danielle Simpson. Say hey, Danny. Hi. Me and Danny were obviously just chatting as we went live there. This conversation could go absolutely anywhere. Massive, uh, massive welcome to Danielle. So whether you're uh, listening to our Passion to Succeed podcast show or this is streaming live into our Passion to Succeed community, a massive welcome to you all. I'm super excited about today because one of the things that really I believe sits at the foundation of everyone's success is our mindset. And Danny has recently and massively successfully launched this brand new book, The Mindset Mission. Um, so I want to talk to you about that, Danny. I don't know where we're going to go today, but just very quickly, Danny, uh, you and me connected in a, on a train in some point in about, I don't know, six months ago, maybe, was it? Yeah, it was about six months ago, and um, you came in as a guest speaker uh, to the Mums in Business um, training, and um, yeah, instantly I was like, wow, his energy is amazing, and then obviously you had obviously published your book too, which I was just in the sort of um, process of publishing mine, so I was like, oh my god, cool, I'd love to chew his ear off about that, and then we just become best friends. That's where that's where we are. And Danny's <laughs> dancing in the morning, right? When you connect with Danny on social media, because you guys will want to after this uh, podcast show, um, just some of the the fun and the energetic vibe that she gives off is is really one of the reasons I think we're very much kindred souls with this passion to make a difference. Um, so yeah, I'm really really super excited. So if you're listening to the podcast show, or even if you're on YouTube. Make sure you get involved, you know, like, comment, you know, hit the subscribe button, share the love, because I think we have a responsibility to have a ripple effect of influence, a ripple effect of change. And, and mindset is, is absolutely everything. And when I look at you now, Danny, um, and from obviously how I've met you and, and, and obviously know you from our conversations, although we've not actually physically met yet, um, you've just got this amazing vibe this this you know energetic smile that just radiates positivity and obviously you've launched this fantastic book which i really loved reading um when i went to spain i don't know may june time mm. and um but it's not always been like that has it you know you've obviously you know you've been on your own journey and i know in the book you talk about this in a bit more detail and i, I don't want to go into too much because i want to kind of hide a little bit from people but you, you talk about how you was lost at some point tell us a little bit about how how that felt really yeah, definitely. Um, so 2018 and 2019, um, it sort of all, well, in the book, I literally call it the shit hitting the fan. Um, that's the title of the chapter. Um, just because, yeah, everything I had previously been working towards and everything like that, it, it all ended um, and I had to move back home. Uh, to look after my two little sisters and from that experience we then had um, a fatality in the family and stuff like that and then from that I just sort of started spiraling massively out of control because I'd lost who I was as in I didn't have the job that I had before I was back home living with my dad and my sisters um, so obviously the environment would completely change and I just felt that I completely lost my identity as who I was as a young adult um, and then I started like really um, separating myself from friends because some friends were getting married or buying houses. And I just felt that I was sort of like the black sheep of the group taking so many steps back 
Um, and then in my head, my self-limiting beliefs were just like, well, everyone hates you because you're not succeeding. You're not, you know, moving forward. You're going backwards in life, which is, you know, obviously not what was happening at all. But uh, basically my unkind mind just got the better of me. And yeah, I just spiraled massively out of control. Okay, so it's amazing. Like I know, like you mentioned, um, black sheep. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, do you think that at some point in everyone's life, they will go through that feeling of maybe feeling the black sheep of their family or the black sheep of their environment. Because I know I certainly have in the past, and I just wonder if that's almost an inevitable feeling at some point for somebody. Yeah, like maybe. I feel like with society like nowadays as well, obviously, they sort of have a sort of roadmap as such as what you should be doing. So I feel like if you're not ticking off, you know, society's checklist then yeah you probably will feel like a bit of a black sheep and an outsider when actually you know your journey's your journey so it doesn't really matter how quick or how slow you do something or if you don't do it at all do you know what I mean um like for instance we were just talking about buying houses like I don't even know if I want to buy a house like I'd much prefer to use all my money and buy loads of coconuts in Thailand or something do you know what I mean but society says you have to buy a house and da, 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 da. so yeah I suppose throughout everyone's life some at some point they feel like a black sheep yeah I wonder how many coconuts you could have in comparison <laughs> to buying a house that would be one truly epic lifestyle right yeah I was thinking about this this morning I think you know we often hear don't we you know we're, we're born with feet not roots we're not trees and you know I think I was thinking like well roots really are our experiences and our memories of every you know wherever we've lived but we get the opportunity to move and flow where wherever we want to go I guess no 100% and I feel like especially with um obviously lockdown it's taught people that they can totally do their job from anywhere really so you don't have to stay where you're at to do your job and to you know survive you can do it from anywhere which I think is epic that we've sort of gone massively online now that we can do anything from anywhere yeah, so we just so, need the, the gates to open so we can get out. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. I know you talked about unkind mind, and I'd like to come to that in a little bit. So I think that's, you know, obviously we're our own biggest critics. And I know you've definitely got some tools and some strategies to share with people uh, to, today. But, I mean, obviously you went into that, you know, the shit happened, hit the fan, as you said. And, you know, you went into that kind of, you know, going kind of backwards and almost going, you know, roller coasting in the wrong direction, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, what was the what was like the trigger for change because i think there's always something where there's a trigger point where it, it kind of either inspires us or or you know with the pain you know takes us into action you know what what was it for you what was the change that you know when people look at you now like cause i think like you got it together you you're you're a successful author you're passionate about coaching and supporting other people i know you run coaching workshops and you're really having a a massive influence in relatively such a short space of time I guess from when when you made that decision what was the trigger point for you because I think people probably sometimes have them but you know look over them yeah no definitely um so for me definitely it was so at the end of 2019 I went through a breakup um quite quite a um surprising breakup for myself I didn't really see it coming but also I probably had my head up my ass, so it probably was signs, but I just weren't looking. Um, and yeah, that breakup, just, I hate Christmas anyway. I've always been a Grinch around Christmas, but I think that's from being like um, a divorcee child and being shipped from here to there and blah, 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 blah. So it was close to Christmas, the breakup happened. And I was just, I was just literally saying to myself, like, what is the point of my existence? Like, why, 
why am I here? What is the effing point, basically? And I remember like talking to one of my friends, Sarah, and I was just like, I was driving down the road at the time, and I was just like, I could very easily just let the car do whatever it wants. I was like, that's how I feel. I was like, I know this is a massive issue, but that's just how I feel. I was like, I don't want, I don't, I just don't see the point. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she obviously, lovely girl, uh, listened, didn't like, you know, give her opinion on, like, not, she gave her opinion, but not like a judgmental opinion as such. Just, you know, made sure I got home safe and all that jazz. Um, and then I just said to my mum, I was like, I'm really sorry, mum, but I can't pretend to be happy at Christmas. Like, pretending, do you know, I mean, that I'm so grateful for the socks that I've got from Primark. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not interested. Like, I just want to go away. So I decided to book a last minute trip to Amsterdam um, completely on my own with a company called Kentiki. So I think there was like 14 of us who went a coach trip to Amsterdam. And I just absolutely loved it because I didn't have to worry about anything else, anyone else. Um, because at that point, I felt obviously a lot of pressure looking after my little sisters full time. Um, and I just thought, you know what, this is an amazing time for me to just focus on me. And also, I felt comfortable sharing how I felt. Like, no offence to any of my friends or my mum or family or whatever, but every time I would say something, they would kindly give their opinion or, you know, tell me something that's going on in their life. Like, oh, you shouldn't feel like this because so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I write that in the book. Like, sometimes I think that's why coaches are so valuable as well because they literally sit there like a rock and just listen. Um, whereas, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, friends and family do it on purpose because they don't at all. They're obviously just trying to, you know, either validate what you're saying or listen or show that they're interested so they speak. Um, but sometimes it's just better for somebody to just not say anything at all and just let you vent and get it completely off your chest. And that's how I felt in Amsterdam. Like these strangers, bless them, um, had drunk Danny just pining and crying about her life but it it was such a release for me so when I come back from Amsterdam I was like okay my life isn't you know that pathetic um I've got to change so I basically used 2020 I said on like as a new year's resolution this is the year that I focus solely on myself because it's not it's not selfish because that's another thing I had in my head I always like said oh it was selfish if I don't you know, if I focus on my, myself rather than everyone else. But I just decided 2020, no, I'm going to be selfish and focus on myself. And then obviously we went into lockdown. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it meant I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to worry about my sisters because they're literally upstairs in their room on their iPads. Um, so, yeah, I just had all the time in the world to focus on myself and really, well, invest in myself and change my mindset around. So, yeah, I know it was crap for everyone, but it was actually a really nice time for myself. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I think, you know, I think it was tough for everyone, but I think if, if people really look back, that there's going to be some positivity. I mean, there's always, you often hear there's always silver lining behind the, the clouds, isn't there? And I, yeah, think exactly. hard enough. And, I mean, obviously you can look back with, with gratitude and I think everybody can, however challenging and mentally challenging it may have, it may have been, the will have been, moments of gratitude for people to focus on I guess yeah definitely um, you mentioned obviously about focusing on yourself and I know this is something that that people probably don't do for, for genuine nice human beings I think it's typical to do more for others than we do for ourselves yeah. I know that's not the case for for everyone um 
what what's your thoughts on serving yourself first you know from a philosophy I, I remember a really good friend of mine Danny said many years ago um his dad gave him a bit of advice he said you can't help the poor by being poor because yeah. you have these visions of you know charity and investment and stuff um so obviously serving yourself first what's what's your thoughts on that kind of philosophy and mindset yeah so I never really um realized obviously beforehand but it's so so important because obviously um the more you focus on yourself nine times out of ten the happier you'll be which then is a ripple effect like you said earlier but it's a ripple effect to obviously your family friends you know social medias everything um so and I like to use like a bit of an analogy with some of my coaching clients like you would never pour a glass of wine with an empty wine bottle because obviously you get nothing in the glass so I don't understand why we always think that we can you know run on empty constantly and you know it might be something really simple like running yourself a really nice bath and just sitting there with some candles like romanticizing your life up a little bit do you know what I mean um or it could be actual you know working out and eating healthy like making sure you're you know hitting your your macros and all that kind of jazz um you know or it could just be five minutes in the morning reading a book but doing something that you actually enjoy and making sure that you're filling up your wine glass with wine um you know to make sure that then it ripples out to everyone else because I obviously where I was um in such a down like well deep depression basically I was just snappy and horrible and you know didn't want to spend time with my sisters like every time they'd ask me a question I'd like bark back like I wasn't eating great I was drinking not loads but I was drinking more um and just completely you know sabotaging my body and my mind even more so because I was in such a deep hole whereas once I started changing that and started working out again like on the regular um eating better and you know meditating reading like just expanding and focusing on myself then instantly I just become a little bit more enjoyable to be around which Nobody wants to hang around with a moody, moody person. So focus no. on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be around the grumpy shit, do they? Let's no. <laughs> so um, I've got to ask you, red wine or white wine? Oh, red wine always. Okay, seafood or steak? Oh, can I have a surf and turf? <laughs> oh, greedy, love it. Yeah. Uh, gin or vodka? Oh, gin. Ah, oh, there we go. Anyway, I don't yeah. know why I was asking you that. Just <laughs> um, so um, it's good to get to know you a little bit more. So look, let's let's um, let's talk about a couple of things um, that were really really big for you. Firstly, why the book? How, where did that come from? What? Why did you have this desire? We often hear everyone's got a book in them, but but yeah. why? Um, so basically, when I started my um, focus on me journey, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I invested in a life coach, and she introduced me to the tool of journaling, um, just getting everything that was in my head down on paper. And then from that, I decided to make it a little bit more exciting for myself rather than dear diary, I still hate my life. Um, so I decided to characterize everyone obviously making me super glamorous and, you know, anyone who was mean to me, super horrible. Um, and I basically started writing my life as a story. Wow. Um, and then I changed over, I think it was in the June time, I changed over to a group coaching program um, just because I thought I sort of got to like a bit of a stagnant 
with a one-to-one coach and I wanted to be in a group with like you know like-minded people and stuff and just meet new people so anyway I went into this group and the one of the life coaches in there her friend is a publisher so she obviously I told her about my journaling style and blah 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 and she was like oh my god you need to meet Sean and I was like oh don't be silly like he's not going to be interested in my crappy little life do you know what I mean like don't be silly anyway had the meeting with him and he was like I absolutely love it however it needs to be written like fiction not non-fiction and I was just like absolutely not because then everyone's going to know it's it's my crappy little life do you know what I mean like I was like no I can't I can't do that anyway I think I battled with that decision for a good like I don't know I think it was about six to eight weeks and then in the end I was like you know what this guy obviously knows what he's talking about I'm gonna have to rewrite the book so then we started um late August and I had to rewrite the whole book. And this is the book that you have today, The Mindset yeah, and, Mission. And you know, it's a fantastic book, um, I've got to say. And um, I know, um, obviously, after meeting you, I invited you to come on to a, one of our team things. And I know a lot of the team really resonated with you and you had a huge impact on on them, not just on that night, but I know copious amounts of the team members have got your book. You know, leaders were buying yeah. copies of your books to send to their team a little with little uh, with little messages but it really did impact me and I remember telling you um at the time it's um, it's just fantastic impactful simple to read in the form of it, it captures your imagination and keeps you reading um mm. you know, sometimes books are tough to read because they don't have that and yours certainly yeah. does so thank you um the, the second big thing so I, I know obviously I was a little bit gutted because I was unable to make it but you mm. had this amazing book launch how did that go because obviously you didn't go small, you went big, right? <laughs> well, to be fair, um, throughout the whole process of writing the book, um, this idea of this book launch, I was like, okay, it's you know, it's a massive achievement, and I'm not mm-hmm. the first person to ever say like I'm proud of something that I've done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember at university on graduation day, I was the first in the family to graduate university or go and graduate, and I remember like just standing there, just like not bothered and my mum was like what's wrong with you like you've massively achieved something here I was like everyone goes to university mum like what are you talking about she's like no they don't and I was like oh okay like yeah great whatever so the book I don't know I felt like it was sort of like it sounds a bit silly but me birthing my baby do you know what I mean like yeah right it's only 110 pages but this my it's my little baby so I wanted to celebrate that and I wanted everyone to celebrate because obviously we've had such a crappy year um so yeah it was really important to me that I had obviously all my close friends and family there and we all just had a really good time um so yeah it was really special really really good night and we had it up London on a rooftop and yeah it was really nice Lots and lots and lots of champagne. <laughs> so you definitely missed out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did really look epic. So um, I'm glad it went really, really well. So obviously the book's been really successful. I know you've, um, you know, hit some, some, you know, milestones with, you know, the, the, the take up and the, the copies that are in people's hands around, around, around the world, mm-hmm. which is really good to see. But let, let's kind of get into the, the, the kind of the book itself, but more your mission, because obviously it's, you know, it's called the mission mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your mission? What sits at the heart of what you're doing now? Not just with the book, because obviously you've, yeah, you've written your story. You've had massive impact. You're only just really starting that impact as it grows, but you're really expanding that to to really have a a, a wide impact. What's the mission behind it for you? Uh, so, well, the first, well, not first draft of the mission, but the the reason why I wanted to write the book is because um, the NHS at the minute is just so stretched that they're sort of 
not neglecting, that's the wrong word, but they don't have the resources to help with mindset. Um, and I'm a perfect example. Um, in November 2018, I went to bereavement counselling because that's what I thought, you know, was wrong. I was um, in like grief, you know, still in grief from um, my stepmom. Um Anyway, so I went to that in the November. I got put on a fast track list. And then it wasn't until August 2000. No. Yeah, August 2000. No, no, no. Rewind. Okay, so November 2019. Sorry, I'm getting my years mixed up. 2019. And then August 2020. That's when I got my call to say, oh, we're ready for you now. Um, And I remember receiving the call and I was just like, what like I do you know what I mean I came in November like what is going on so it was sort of my mission to write a book that like you said is easy to read it has the tools there so if people are struggling they can pick up the book they can try some of the tools I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm you know gonna save the world and nobody's ever gonna need the NHS again that's not what I'm saying I'm saying it's sort of like a not a stop gap but at the same time a bit of a stop gap to keep you going until you finally get your call or so. Um, and then, yeah, from that, it's obviously um, grown a bit more because then as I was writing the book, I was like, right, well, what if these people come to me asking me for more support, meaning coaching or, you know, just wanting to talk it out? Yeah. I wasn't qualified when I was writing the book to be able to support them. So then I was like, right, no, I need to go get my qualification in coaching just in case they obviously need another stopgap, meaning, meaning me, before they get that call from the NHS. Um, so, yeah, so now I'm a qualified um, mindset coach and meditation coach as well because meditation's helped me massively, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, so, yeah, I'm just now sort of building my business and supporting people. But the mission really is, you know, if you're feeling lost, if you're lacking confidence, if you don't really know what you're doing anymore, then let's let's work it out let's find out where you need to be going and what your potential is because nobody obviously I did but nobody should feel like throwing in the towel like and I don't want if you do feel like that I want you to come talk to me and get it out rather than drive into the central preservation or you know do whatever else you're going to do so yeah love it what a wicked mission you know somebody's asked um questions just popped up from somebody watching live today um Loving, obviously loving this is the comment. I, I'm always thinking of others before myself. Is that mm. a good or a bad thing is the question. Well, it's, it's a bit of both. It's obviously a really nice thing and a really good thing because it means you're caring. You're probably really empathetic as well, which is great. Um, but at the same time, you know, you are your biggest cheerleader. Your body, your mind, it wakes up for you every single day. So you should love and respect you as much as you do others um so yeah scratch your own back before you scratch others <laughs> love it thank you thank you thank you so let's um i mean obviously environment is everything um so we'll talk i know you're doing you're doing your um your, your workshops your coaching workshops now which i believe are going really really well so we can delve into them a little bit but um let's look at obviously the key tools that you talk about in obviously the book that have worked really well for you with a view to obviously, as you said, that stopgap, but even to be even more than that, to help people with their mindset, to develop maybe that inner strength, to believe in themselves, the possibilities that lie within them, etc. Um, so what are the key tools that, that obviously you're really focused on that are impacting, not just within the book, but in your coaching workshops? Yeah, so talking's obviously the big one. Um, mm -hmm. 
I'm loving at the minute that everyone's sort of now becoming a little bit more open about talking about you know how they're feeling and if they're feeling vulnerable and you know just being authentic and stuff like that so I'm loving that that's it's not a trend but it seems to be a bit of a trend like popping up now which is great so yeah talking is massive um and again like I said before like talking to the right people um I'm not obviously saying shut down to all your family and friends and don't tell them anything that's not what I'm saying but at the same time um just make sure when you are sharing uh personal or you know problematic um situations that you're sharing it with the right people and you know that they're just going to listen basically and not you know give their opinion um meditation like I said uh that completely changed my mindset massively um just being able to like actually physically calm well not well first of all becoming aware of what I'm thinking um was a massive eye-opener for me and then obviously as I've now turned it into um, a habit and a practice calming down my mind and being able to calm down quite quickly um is a massive benefit so meditation is huge in the book and is huge in my coaching practice um and then journaling if I hadn't have learned that tool and if I hadn't embraced it so much then we wouldn't have a book so journaling is huge um and I still do it daily I actually wake up and just empty my mind and then throughout the day if something comes up I'll obviously journal on that um and sometimes I have to rip pages out and burn them just in case somebody else sees them. But that's also a really nice release. <laughs> um. <laughs> so just on, on journaling, because I think it's become very popular. But, you know, how how do you stay consistent with that? I mean, do you think like people have this inner civil war with journaling, kind of like almost like you were talking about before about oh, it's just my life. What would people be interested in? It's a different kind of level, but it's almost the same mindset of what's the point of journaling what, yeah, what are the key points to it and why should people overcome any fears or challenges well I like to think that once I've written down whatever is in my mind down on the paper it's now the journal's responsibility like it doesn't have to stay in my mind anymore um, obviously if it's important it gets a highlight and it gets a bit of a post-it note being like come back here but um, I like it to think that it's sort of like a you know like an organization mind thing um because there's nothing worse than having a cluttered mind which is also a chapter in the book but what I mean by that is like you have so many things that you've got to do and then actually you forget half of them because you haven't written them down so it's kind of like you know journaling well it could be looked at like a shopping list do you know what I mean like everyone probably still writes shopping lists going into the shops because you know what you need to get right and sometimes you don't remember um and obviously there's so much distraction nowadays like social media children traffic radio like everything do you know what I mean there's always something going on and um, so I think getting it down on the paper it just releases whatever's going on in your head down and then obviously in the book I have loads of different um ways to journal um and like one of them that I absolutely love and I sort of created really um is called comparison journaling so I mentioned it before, but when you've got like um, self-limiting belief, so one of mine was that I'm just unlovable, like nobody loves me. And obviously over the years, you collect evidence basically backing that little story up. Um, however, when I started writing down like I'm unlovable and then I'd write down like why I thought that. So, you know, for instance, like mum and dad divorced. So clearly my dad hates me because that's, they divorced. It's got F to do with me. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just eight years old and part of the family breaking up. That's it. 
Um, however, as an eight-year-old, you don't see it like that because you're eight. So you're just like, oh, well, dad's left. So he must hate us all. Not just, not that you hate my mum, but do you know what I mean? Like you just don't process information very well as a child. Um, and then obviously, you know, every relationship I've been in has ended. Oh, clearly it's me. So then I started like writing down everything, but then next to it being like, what I'm saying to myself, is that truth or is that me talking absolute BS and just clutching at straws here, mm-hmm. basically saying that I'm unlovable when actually, of course I'm bloody lovable. Look at me. Do you know what I mean? I'm amazing. I am amazing. Um, so yeah, so I just started basically calling myself out on stuff. Um, another one obviously being that, you know, I was the black sheep of my sh- fr- uh, friendship group. Mm-hmm. Not one of them have ever said that to me. However, in my head, well, everyone hates me because I now live back at home and I have two children that are not mine and I don't have a job. And do you know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, this is all me in victim mode telling myself these things and it's not true. So I basically just started, yeah, writing down what is truth and what is not. And then, yeah, so journaling is the way forward, guys. Write everything down. No, I love that from a comparison perspective and because and I think a lot of people, you know, obviously the stuff we say to ourselves politely, you know, is often, you know, a lot of BS, you know, overthinking and, and sometimes we've just got to have that paradigm shift, which is obviously from the comparison perspective, looking at, you know, the polar opposite to that negative thought and almost trying to crush it and remove it from your mind and, yeah, you know, even burn it. Yeah, definitely. Um, as, as you stated, I wonder what you're going to write in your journal today. I had this most amazing podcast interview with this insanely awesome guy. Yeah, um, I'd like to see a, a, a picture of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, jokes, jokes aside, um, you know, so journaling and uh, obviously as, as, as a tool's really made a, a big difference to your meditation. Um, I know we were talking briefly about that pre-jumping online. What what other tools are really really relevant then for people to keep? keep on task because again you mentioned all the noise so there's all this noise so you can start obviously getting into a routine is not easy because you've got an abundance of noise stuff going on that can always pull you off off track what what other what other tools are, are in yeah definitely so um just to sort of touch upon what you've just said then um there's a chapter in there all about reading um which you're probably thinking why are you talking about now adding another thing to your daily daily noise and whatever but um I read an amazing book called The Miracle Morning by Hal what is his last name Elrod yeah Yeah. and basically he's obviously trying to encourage everyone to get up at 5am sorry Hal but it's just not happening do you know what I mean like I can get up at seven and still do everything that you're telling me to do before the school run and stuff but he's basically saying like it doesn't have to be a four-hour focus on yourself practice. Do you know what I mean? It could literally be half hour being like five minutes of reading, five minutes meditation, um, I don't know, 10 push-ups or whatever to get your blood pumping. But basically bite-sized pieces that you can fit into your day to then obviously start your morning off great. And I read that book and was like, oh my God, like I love what he's saying. Like let's let's, you know, sort of incorporate that into my life. And you know hand on heart I don't get up at seven o'clock every single day do you know what I mean like sometimes if I want to sleep in I sleep in but at the same time I have a checklist and I actually created um, an accountability calendar to go with the book mm-hmm. and the first 50 people that bought my book got sent a copy of the accountability uh, calendar but basically what that is is it's just monitoring 
all of your self-development tools that you're doing. And then if you do have an off week, you can look at the calendar and be like, oh, well, actually, I haven't meditated. I haven't journaled. I haven't read a book. I definitely haven't worked out. Do you know what I mean? And then you can sort of see a pattern that maybe you're being a bit moody because you're not focusing on yourself or do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying, you know, sometimes life is going to get in the way and you are going to have a bad day. I completely understand that. But having these tools like sort of in your locker so then you can refer back to them when you do have a bad day. It sort of just snaps you out, snaps you out of the mood and bounces you back, mm-hmm. um, which there's another chapter in the book called Mood Boosters. Um, and in there, there's loads of fun things that you can do to basically shift your negative mood and become positive. You know, I, lo- I love that you brought up this kind of 5 a.m. club BS because I think, you know, <laughs> with all the noise out there, you can almost be you know, put into a box that, you know, I know another friend of mine was talking about this on, on something recently. And um, you can almost be, you know, put in this box, well, I, I can only be successful if I get up at five o'clock in the morning. But yeah. it's the biggest block of BS because it doesn't matter what time you get up, you've got the same 24 hours every day. Yeah. So, you know, it's some people are obviously more, uh, you know, more morning related. Some people are more nocturnal. Some people switch from day to day. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're getting up and you've got your own routine that makes your heart sing, that yeah. makes you vibe and that has you on focus to go about, you know, having the best day um, ever, I think is really, really important. So I think the 5 a.m. is for me a load of BS. To somebody else, it might be exactly what rhymes with them. Yeah, hundred percent. I just feel like, especially like into winter, like nobody wants to get up and it still be dark. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I only reason I'm getting up at five a.m. is if I'm getting on a flight. So right. you know I was I mean? just about to say that it's the only time you either go into bed or getting up to go on a plane. Right? That is the only yeah. time. No. So not, that, not that I can get to five a.m. anymore because I could just. Oh God, no! Then partying in days they they kind of disappeared when I disappeared when I hit thirty. That's for sure. <laughs> so not that long ago. Okay, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, wicked. So reading, and then I know there's a, a real big sort of focus on gratitude in the book, and and we mentioned this. Um, briefly early I'm not even sure whether we were online or offline at that point but you know being grateful I think is um, massive how do you kind of practice gratitude on a daily basis and what's your you know how should people practice gratitude yeah so um, obviously Oprah says it best doesn't she but basically the more grateful you are the more um, experiences are gonna show up in your life um but yeah really I just again just through journaling um it is really just my go-to I write down to be hand on heart to be honest I haven't actually done it this week um but previously what I would do is I would write three things that I'm grateful for for the beginning of the like at the beginning of the day but what's gonna happen so like sort of pre-writing my destiny um and then uh three at night being like did I achieve whatever I wanted to achieve um or just anything that nice like nice happened throughout the day just be grateful for um but yeah really focusing on you know what you do have which was mad when obviously I was in such a dark space because I literally thought I had nothing when actually you know from an outsider's point of view my life looked pretty sweet so when you change your perspective and actually start being grateful for like small things, like grateful for having a car, being able to drive to my PT session today. I'm grateful I can afford a personal trainer. Do you know what I mean? Just like starting small and then obviously you can start, um, yeah, start small. 
basically. <laughs> I, I, love, I, love your, I love your honesty as well, though, because look, no one's perfect and everyone's no. going to have days where they're really vibing and, and other days where, you know, things maybe derail them. And this is where we can beat ourselves up. And I know personally, like even today, like not today, as in literally today, but even like now, mm. um, I will beat myself up sometimes where like I'm like, you've not you, you've lost you've lost the plot today like that kind of vibe but but that's okay you just oh have God. to breathe and get back on track right is there is there any tools I know I mentioned you just have to breathe it but is there anything that you know when when things get derailed without stressing about it just is there anything that's worked for you or that you would advise for people to just kind of breathe and get back into flow I guess uh yeah uh so recently obviously with the book actually coming out into the world um it's been quite a triggering uh, process for myself because now, you know, like cute little, yeah, I have a book, but nobody can read it yet. Like, do you know what I mean? I was in this like safe bubble as such. And then the second it got shipped out, obviously now everyone can give me their opinion and their views. And, you know, some hasn't been as positive as I may have wished. Lots have been positive and everyone that has sent me a positive message. I love you so much, honestly. Um, but obviously you are going to get some people that don't agree with what you've got to say. Um, mm -hmm. So it has been really, really triggering. However, I have basically built around me um, an incredible support system. So I have like a Reiki practitioner that I see once a month. Um, oh, yeah. Um, obviously I love meditation but at the same time I have a meditation coach that taught me to be a meditation teacher that I can tap into him or his PA at any point and just have a breakdown with them um, obviously I have a life coach still and I will always have a life coach because sometimes you just need that person do you know what I mean one for a little kick up the bum but also two if you are having a bad day just to vent to in a safe like uh, space mm -hmm. and then obviously my journal literally I know I keep banging on about it, but literally it's with me constantly and I just write everything down. And so, you know, it's it's um, it's not a bad thing to lose your mind and, you know, have a tantrum like kids do it. So I don't see why as an adult we stop doing it and then we suppress everything until we physically blow up and then, like you know, stab someone or whatever. Hand on heart, never stabbed anyone, but um, <laughs> not yet. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like if kids can have tantrums, I don't know why adults can't. And sometimes that's what's needed. Um, also though like working out I like sometimes take something that's angered me to the workout and then I physically beat myself up mm -hmm. with that anger um, so it's just sort of channeling your emotions in a safe manner I suppose yeah love it love it love it I think it's not sweating it too much isn't it you know I remember like some advice I was my mum was and still to this day probably my original and, and most inspired mentor I remember her saying to me like in six months from now some will it really matter yeah, um, definitely. I read that because when yeah. you're in the moment, it doesn't help. But actually, when you come out of the moment and you kind of look back, and yeah, it's. Um... Um, I read something the other day, and it was like, um, if something's upset you, um, in 48 hours, if you're still really upset about it and it's constantly playing on your mind, then in the next 72 hours, you're going to have to action something to to deal with it basically however in 48 hours if you completely forgotten about it then it wasn't even a thing in the first place do you know what i mean so yeah. that's quite um yeah it's quite cool i think it's our responsibility as well isn't it you know i think um you know we can often blame outside influences and i know you know they're responsible for everything even our beliefs were formed by outside influences at some point but i think the great thing is belief once you hit that age of 
of adulthood and 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 stuff um i think you know beliefs are great because they're a choice so you can create a new belief at any time when you're ready to yeah definitely um, Definitely. And same like earlier, obviously, I mentioned ripple effects about you being happy. But, you know, if you're holding on to something and you're not actually getting you're not releasing it and not then that's going to ripple effect onto every everyone around you. Like, you know, we've all been there where somebody's got road rage and shouted at you. Well, what are they? I like to now think, well, what's going on in their life that they've had felt the need to completely, you know, scream at me? even though I'm like an amazing driver, obviously. Um, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's just an example. But, you know, I like to like now look at it from a different perspective. And I'm like, wow, something terrible must have happened in their day for them to like, you know, reach out and scream at me for no reason. So, yeah. Probably, you probably <laughs> look over angry and you smiled at them and they're like, <laughs> I actually have had a situation like that. Where I had a guy like furious with me because I overtook him. Bearing in mind, it was a two lane situation. I had no idea he wanted to come to the right because he's in the left lane. So I've come next to him at traffic lights. He's gone behind me and he's literally going mental, flashing me and everything. And I was just like, is he okay? Anyway, I've like turned right. He's followed me. And then when we've got down the road, the road's like shut off, it's blocked. So I've had to do a U-turn. As I'm doing a U-turn, he's undone his window and he's literally going mental at me because I've obviously, I'm in the right lane to go right. Anyway, I literally undid my window and I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. I was like, are you having a terrible day? And he was like, nah, 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 like going mental at me. I was like, please breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And he was like, move your effing car. I was like, I will, sir. Thank you so much. And I was just like, mm, I'm just going to kill you with kindness. Oh, but yeah, so kill with kindness is the best way. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, hey, look, it's been really, really cool having you on. And um, I really appreciate your time. I know you're really busy. And um, yeah, super stoked. What? Obviously, you you know, people can grab your book from Amazon. And are you going to do an audible at some point? I think it'd be great to hear your voice on an audible, maybe. Um, but um, but yeah, so tell us a little bit about your, your coaching workshops and the best place for people to connect with you. Is that on like Instagram, maybe? Or... Yeah, so the book, you can get it on Amazon. If you're in the US, it's um, obviously in on Amazon, but also in Barnes & Noble. And if you are in the UK, then Waterstones has it online, but a couple stores near me actually has it on the shelves, which is super exciting. So Blue Water and Maidstone now stock it on the shelves. Um, best way to get to me, yes, Instagram um, or Facebook, but I'm more on Instagram than I am on Facebook. Um, my website is Danielle-Simpson, so very um, straightforward if you wanted to talk to me by there. Uh, Coaching-wise, yes, uh, we've just launched a group coaching program, so we're in week two this week. So the next group program will be in November, I think off the top of my head the 18th, but don't quote me um which yeah I love the group programs because obviously you're meeting uh, like-minded people um and you've got accountability buddies uh we go through um self-limiting beliefs we go through loads of different tools visualization loads of different fun stuff um and obviously you have me coaching you throughout the whole six weeks um what else what else what else meditation I do a meditation live class once a month um, however, in the new year, there will be a meditation program coming out, so you can do it at your own leisure. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, Instagram, I'll pop it in the. What's the? Um, I'll pop it in the chat afterwards. But your Instagram. 
Danielle. Yeah, so it's Danielle um, underscore Simpson. Oh, there we go. Loving life. Hey, look, mate, thank you very much for your time. It's really cool to, to jump online with you. Guys, get over to um, the subscribe button. Make sure you are absolutely smashing subscribe uh, so you get notification of any new shows hitting iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And share the love. You know, we've got a, a responsibility to have a ripple effect to change. You know, the world is waking up to the possibilities that lie within them, around them, and before them. You know, certainly in the world of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism has become sexy and yeah. it's very much on trend. It's very much the future. It gives you the opportunity to really create your own life. And I think shifting your mindset and getting in the right environment is really, really important. And this is why I wanted to bring Danny on today because this is a cracking book. And if you're new to personal development uh, or not, go and grab this book if you haven't already got a copy. And go on your own journey to journey, sorry, to even shift your mindset and believe in the possibilities that lie within you, around you, and before you. So thanks, Danny. Have a great Thank day, everyone. And goodbye. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people. Music.